Bogwan Pam Scam. I didn't understand a word of that. Hi, this is Mal. <laughs> what was that an accent? Was that a different language? Was that Haitian Creole? What, what was going on? I've been watching a lot of Top Boy and I've been getting all the slang together. That was British? <laughs> yes, it was, you know, British Jamaican. <laughs> Could have gave me a hundred guesses and British wouldn't have been on that list. Big up to the youth them. I get why Drake does it. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, did you introduce yourself? <laughs> I, yeah, I did. In the middle of the madness. I sure did. Madness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about the new HBO Max show, Rapture, produced by Issa Rae, starring a whole host of Black up-and-coming stars. Yes. So uh, start us off with the news, Mal. What you got? What's popping in these streets? <laughs> so Trevante Rhodes is going to be playing Mike Tyson in an upcoming Hulu movie. Have you seen oh, yeah. the... Uh... I have. It's I found it unbelievable because like, he is kind of a smaller, petite man. He looks like him. He looks like him in the face. Is Trevante petite he's not tall he's not like six feet he's not like super swollen big like mike tyson mike tyson is huge he's like a head he's a heavyweight i mean he's like yeah he's big but like i didn't think mike tyson was like super tall either but maybe maybe i'm underestimating his height uh i mean trevante Rhodes is not Okay, he's six feet. All right, he presents much smaller. I wonder, is this like a basketball six feet? So he's really like five nine. He's just giving himself a couple extra inches. He doesn't seem that short to me. <laughs> and I mean, not that five nine is short, but like he seems—he seems like a six foot. Oh, Mike Tyson is actually five ten. Let me shut up. He's That's exactly taller. what I had in my. I thought Mike Tyson was five ten. Oh, oh did you no i really i did really you? was thinking he was like five nine or five ten i swear <laughs> well, shut me up okay great casting then yeah so um mike tyson is not involved in the series and oh. has actively denounced it oh not good yeah so Mike actually uh, wrote this announcement on the heels of social disparities in our country is a prime example of how Hulu's corporate greed led to this tone deaf cultural misappropriation of the Tyson life story uh, to make this announcement during Black History Month only confirms Hulu's concern for dollars over respect for black story rights. Hollywood needs to be more sensitive to Black experiences, especially after all that has transpired in 2020. Get him. Yeah, so I, so apparently this was announced in February, but I didn't hear about it until like <laughs> I was going to say, so. is it Black History Month? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about this one. Yeah, I guess, I guess it was announced back then, but uh, yeah. Okay, so now it, I can't so. watch it without feeling guilty. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I feel like I'm still gonna watch it. I just, I love Trevante, so I mean, I gotta watch it. It's gotta be awkward, though. Like, 
for the people involved in the production like damn uh when the the person it's about like doesn't co-sign on it and... that's true that's true gotta suck i mean yeah i guess if you you know are have empathy then yeah but if you don't care yeah. then <laughs> maybe i'm just here to get paid <laughs> that's hollywood baby right that's showbiz kid (laughs) so i feel like i always i'm always the one bringing sad news Uh, angel of death over here (laughs) oh don't put that on me oh don't speak don't speak that on me now wait a minute I'm, I'm just I'm just reporting <laughs> what I heard in the news. So. The bone collector. <laughs> no, that's uh, who is that? Sheree. Uh, now it's uh, your girl. Now no, it's no, Sonya. No, it's, um, the Olympic. Yep, Sonya. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary Alice, uh, who many of us know from the second and third Matrix movie, she played the mom in the original Sparkle, and um, on one of my favorite tv shows a different world she played letty um who was the i don't know what she was like dorm mother or like dorm like adult person um <laughs> for like the first two seasons um she passed away a few mm. days ago at the age of 85 and um yeah i don't i just she just always had such like a calming spirit on screen like i just like she seemed like such a sweet person and i did not know this but apparently she created the character of rose um from fences during a workshop in 1983 at a theater in connecticut so she said i based her not only on myself but on my mother my aunts my grandmother and other women i knew growing up in chicago in the 1950s Sometimes you just feel an affinity. You immediately know who a person is, and she's one of those roles I identified with very early on. Wow. So, yeah, I was like, I had no idea that she, you know, had a hand in creating that character. So I thought that was really cool. But, um, you know, condolences and prayers to her family and loved ones. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. Also, I have not seen the new Elvis movie. Um, but Shanka, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, Shanka Dukara, who played Big Mama Thornton in the movie, passed away. She was only 44. Mm. And uh, it's still, I don't believe they've released a uh, cause of death yet, um, but um, very sad. She had two young children. And, um, you know, she was like kind of like just getting started in her career. She was a well known gospel singer in nashville and she had been a teacher actually um before she got into acting and uh after elvis came out she said it's been amazing and i'm looking forward to doing it all over again it's just been a dream i didn't even know it was a dream until i or dream of mine until i really got there and experienced everything but Mm -hmm. it has really been a chance of a lifetime this life altering experience so man very sad that she Yeah. yeah didn't get to do more so peace yes yes absolutely um definitely thoughts to her babies it's so sad um moving on to lighter news um abbott elementary has gotten a full season order for season two so they will have 22 episodes 
So Quinta said, uh, we spent a lot of the first season showing what the show is capable of. Now we get to have some fun. We've done all the building and now we get to have some fun with these, or sorry. And now we get to have some of these fun bottle episodes. So yeah, I guess that means they're going to go like even crazier with things. So Mm. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. I wonder how all that stuff with the lawsuit is going too. And if that woman ain't got no. <laughs> I ain't got no. I'm so sorry to that woman, but the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Quinta and the crew have anything to worry about. So, <laughs> and the last thing, I mean, as everyone knows, I'm a Danny Decade fan, <laughs> but you can't have Danny how, how that come up so much on this podcast <laughs> in the year you would of our, think they are still relevant <laughs> in the year of our lord 2022 i find a way to mention danny k like every two days so you can't have danny k without who day 26 yes <laughs> now you're gonna say diddy yes so day 26 is reuniting Okay. Yeah. I like Day 26. They were good. He did good bands, okay? The band was a little... Uh, yeah, the, the band, other two yeah, were yeah. great. Yeah, Day 26 and Day DK were fantastic. So, uh, Willie Taylor from Day 26 posts on social media from the gym to the stew 15 year anniversary in full effect. 15 years? Good I know. God! Yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> I was like, ooh, I think you mean, I think you mean 10, not just 10. But I think they, like, tried to reunite maybe, like, several times, three to five years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was Brian who didn't come back, but this time it's all five of them, so. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're in the bag, fellas. Yeah. Wait, is Dan and Kane's coming back together, too? No, no, no. Oh. Oh, that that was just your <laughs> that was that was just my way of plugging it. <laughs> that was my had to get my Danny Kane mission for the weekend. So, <laughs> um, and the last thing I'll say this is uh, I guess it's not really TV or film, but it's important, and we got to talk oh, about it. Gosh. The dolls are eating well this weekend, honey. Beyonce released Renaissance. The girls are living. <laughs> Like, oh my Globes god, like, are going up. Yes, 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 honey, a fucking masterpiece. She's done it again, oh honey. Gosh. And she sampled well, she sampled so many like club artists, like club music artists, all that kind of stuff. But she sampled moi, Renee. Do you know this, Miss Honey? You remember that? Have you seen that viral video from like years ago? Mm. Don't you hear me calling you, Miss Honey? Miss Honey, you don't. It was so. This website I used to frequent back in like the late two thousands called Crunk and Disorderly, and they posted (laughs) a bunch of like you remember, yeah, yeah, I remember Crunk and Disorderly. That's where I saw Miss Honey, and so like literally, I sing Miss Honey probably like once a week. It's just (laughs) it's so good, it's so catchy. And so when I heard it, uh, B uses it on the song called Pure Honey. 
I screamed. Like, <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did you, like, please, like, the, I mean, I can't, like, my cousin's just a fucking genius. Like, I can't even deal with it. So, I love this for you. I love this for you. <laughs> I'm assuming you have not listened to it yet. No, I have to let the hype down. Y'all hype it up too much, and then my expectations are super high, and then she can't live up to them. So I want to let the hype die down, and then I want to listen to it with an open mind. And let I love house music, so I know I'm going to like it, but okay. I just wanna wanna wait for the hype to die down. Y'all, well, y'all me, are y'all are super lit right now. Y'all are it's, super it's lit. A, it's a good time. I mean, we've been we've been waiting for oh, you know a while for new music, so. Um, I will also say I'm not a ballad girl. I'm not a big fan of slow songs, and the slowest song on this album is like mid tempo. So I'm extra happy about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that is it for me. Okay. Um, you remember on the podcast a while ago, some episodes ago, I mentioned that the Black News Network was uh get it canceled <laughs> yes and i never heard of it yeah <laughs> um i think most of black america also hit that which is why it was getting canceled but uh-oh it has been purchased by one media mogul and producer byron allen he bought the black news yeah. channel for 11 million dollars damn 11 million okay yeah, I guess. Hey, it had, it had value, it right? Had value. Yeah, Byron Allen. He used to have that uh little late night syndicated show. Yeah, it was or, like, where like press comedians. Junkets. Yeah, there was there was that one, and then he had the press junket show before that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that man has money, and he is reviving the channel, saving Black America. Uh, he says we will deliver a best in class network to serve the underserved african-american community and the advertisers who want to reach this extremely valuable audience so hopefully he can you know raise a profile and it's crazy that we don't have or we have not had this since what like bt news (laughs) oh i forgot forgot about bt news yeah like we need uh we need that we need our own channel for us by us so this is a good thing I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see this this has turned around this story yeah and maybe he can like breathe some new life into it yeah raise that profile mm-hmm. oh congratulations are due for miss jennifer lewis she now has a star on the hollywood walk of fame oh yeah i saw that i feel like how how big is this walk because a lot of people seem to have stars and i heard isn't it like basically you donate to charity and you're kind of like purchasing star not to take away from my good sis's you know honor and star but i'm just wondering i've never been this part of hollywood so i've never seen it is it like a really long block or boulevard filled with stars so i did like a little like bus tour um so we like we didn't get out but like we drove by it so yeah i think it goes for like blocks and blocks so i'm pretty sure there's like a lot of room but yeah i think you do have to like pay to get it yeah but i think you have i don't know this for sure but i think maybe you have to be invited to Mm. do it Mm. but then yeah you have to pay to get the actual star wonder where the money goes interesting Another callback to a former episode that we have done. 
Uh, Will Smith has apologized. He's issued an apology. <laughs> he has broken his silence after four months of the infamous slap heard around the world. Um, arguably the most entertaining and monumental moment in Oscars history to date. Um, and I found a legend. Uh, we salute you, King. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, unfortunately, he has decided to apologize, but it was maybe I'm biased, but it was extremely sincere. It was legit. It was reflective. It was remorseful. It was, I think, everything you would want in an apology. Like, he was really vulnerable. He talked a lot about, like, his own trauma and, like, the shame and um his direct quote i'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of sh um <laughs> you can curse on this podcast just fyi oh, i know <laughs> so i mean what 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 are your thoughts how did you feel about it so i hate that he felt the need <laughs> to yeah. do that he must be losing a lot of money. <laughs> but then I just saw he like he's doing some new like I think it's a psychological thriller called Emancipation for hmm. like thirty million or something like so okay, I don't okay. think he's doing that bad. Well, then maybe <laughs> it's this is a real you know boss move, real adulting. Yeah, and accountability. Yeah, he might just really feel that bad about it. Uh, you know, he said his biggest like personal trauma is disappointing people. Yeah um which i definitely have my issues with as well so i understand mm -hmm. how that can like eat at you but um yeah you know i think apologizing to jada and his family and to like Questlove and the other nominees sure i mean i just again chris like it's not like he randomly went up and smacked chris rock for no reason like you can't <laughs> it's like people want to get reckless with their mouth and then be like oh but no you can't hit and it's like you like you can't just talk crazy and not ex expect everybody to react the way you want them to uh, so to i mean quote miss shea coule uh talk shit get hit okay <laughs> <laughs> And to quote Fiona Apple, now that she might have stole this, I don't know if this is her original quote, but she has a lyric, uh, you fondle my trigger, then you blame my gun. Ooh, scandalous. So, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you keep pushing people and, you know, was it play stupid games, win stupid prizes? A little bit. I mean, he did lose it to some. To some. He admits that he did. Mm -hmm. So, but... Big ups to, to Will Smith. That was uh, a brave and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, uh, you didn't have to do it. And he did seem genuinely, you know, he talked about his relationship with Tony Rock. And yeah. I guess the interview uh, Chris Rock's mom did. So he did seem, he said it was like probably irreparable, which I was like, damn. Ooh. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. But I'm like, also, Chris, like, if, if you know, Will is friends with maybe you, definitely friends with your brother, then why would you, you know, talk? And I mean, Jada Pinkett was a producer on um that show Tony was on, too. Was it All of Us? Mm, yeah. Ooh, and so yeah. I'm like, if you know, like, Tony's friends with this couple, then why would you talk shit about her, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
So I, I again, it, to me, it's just it's not all on Will, and I don't think we're putting enough of it on Chris. I agree. You know, I hate this for him, but yeah, he did it. He did it. Well, whatever we'll do next, I will be there supporting. I'm a stick to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rifle man. Okay. <laughs> Did you see that Jin Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake pled guilty? I did. Yeah. She pled guilty to one count of U.S. dropping. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Either way, she committed a conspiracy to commit money laundering uh, between mm. the years of 2012 and 2019. Oh, shit. So, she going to jail, probably. <laughs> so she will not be holding a snowflake next season, is what you're telling me. Probably not. So, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, see who replaces her. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Erica Jane just got hit with that lawsuit too. Oh, she did. What's, what's hers? <sighs> I can't remember what it was for. I think it was like one point four million dollar lawsuit for something. I feel like it was something lying about knowing about her husband's activities, something like that. Oh, so oh. Yeah, the the Bravo, the Bravo girls are dropping like flies. Scandaloso. I mean, is he still in a? Are they still playing the game that he's like mentally not like cognizant? I'm I'm not gonna call it a game because I don't know if it's <laughs> I don't know if that's if it's true or not. But yes, that's still the story. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sticking to it. I feel like you told me about this story, the Silent Sisters. That was a joke. <laughs> what? Wait, tell me more. <laughs> so, the Silent Sisters. It's it's now a movie that's coming out uh, this September, starring Letitia Wright um, from Top Boy and also from um, Black Panther. Obviously, mm. um, it's about these two black girls. I think from England who were like mute and just had like a very weird close odd relationship and they were like found dead together yes you told i'm pretty sure you told me i'm pretty this. sure i did and then i completely forgot <laughs> about it <laughs> yes oh my god I, yeah i remember that story so they got a movie coming out girl oh wow yeah i thought you'd be interested to know since you told me about that yeah well yet. thanks for refreshing my memory i totally <laughs> i probably blocked it because it sounds scary but uh <laughs> yeah definitely love to see watch that movie well that's all i got for news all right guess we can get into uh rap shit the new Issa ray comedy on hbo Yes, if you have not watched the first three episodes of Rap Shit, please press pause right now and go listen or actually watch. <laughs> watch it. <now laughs> yeah, don't listen then, to it. <laughs> and then come on back and listen to us. So this show is a 30-minute comedy by Issa Rae, as we said. Um, it is kind of a parallel story to the City Girls origin story, how they became a rap group. 
And it supposedly, or not supposedly, it pays homage to the era, the era, <laughs> not the error. <laughs> you made a small error. It's okay. <laughs> the era that gave birth to Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Tierra Whack, all of the queens that came up in the reality TV internet popularity stage. Um, so the the show is shot kind of through the lens a lot of social media or someone's uh, perspective through their phone. Since we are in this digital age where the internet, <clears throat> excuse me, has kind of come become the place of culture, of content, of reality, really, it really hones in on that generation. And I will say for me, that was kind of my barrier to the show. I had some really (laughs) strong reactions to it. (laughs) But reading this really interesting article by Vice, um, where Issa is interviewed and talked about why she chose to write the show that way, she said she modeled it after this movie called Searching, which is shot entirely from the perspective of a computer screen to nail down the look of going from app to app in the same way that we do in our real lives. So she basically said she thought about her experience while writing the show of how she came to love these rappers who she saw on social media. And she was like, that's it. Like, I discovered them this way. The show should be kind of tied to that perspective and that experience of coming up in the social media era. Um, so that gave me that gave me a deeper appreciation for the show. I'm like, okay, I can hopefully it's not always kind of feeling like you're scrolling through social media. <laughs> it seems like they kind of got out of that the third yes. episode. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. The third episode really made me have an appreciation for the show and want to keep watching it. Um, because they did step back a little bit from kind of that broadcasting aspect of it. But essentially the show is about uh, these two high school friends or acquaintances, uh, Mia and Shauna. Shauna went off to go to college, got her a little uh, Spelman Morehouse, it seems, or Spelman Clark Atlanta Boo, <laughs> <laughs> um, who she dates long distance. He's in law school in New York. And while she was in school, she ended up dropping out because she is a rapper and she made a song that went viral. She blew up. She left school because she signed a deal with a college friend named Francois Boone, (laughs) (laughs) who tried to force her into being kind of a sellout in her mind, as in getting with the industry wave of like sex sales, being provocative and sexually explicit in order to get on and become popular. Um, So she was like very anti, they had some creative differences, the relationship fell apart, and she's kind of had a chip on her shoulder since then. She's been really trying to get her rap career off and popping. She really wants to be known for her talent and not her looks. So this causes her to perform in a mask (laughs) on social media. (laughs) Mia, on the other hand, oh, sorry, um, Shauna, played by Aida Osman, who... I came into knowledge about through you by listening to the podcast, Keep It. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what I knew her from. So to actually like see her face, I was like, oh, she's gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) You thought she was 
unattractive before you start. Or it's just like, I just don't, you know, podcasts, I don't really think about people's looks. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of the beauty of it. So I was just, I was taken aback. Like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this, like, beautiful Muslim woman. (laughs) (laughs) And then Miss Mia is played by Chameleon, who is a former Bad Girls Club alumni, season three. Did you watch that season? Wait. Chameleon was on Bad Girls Club? Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, I know she was on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Are you? Are you talking about Jonica? No, I thought it was Chameleon. Because the one who plays Duke was on Bad Girls Club. Because I watched her season, and she went by Blue at the time. Mm. All right, okay. Let me get my facts together. Wrong. (laughs) I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at Chameleon's uh, wiki right now. I don't, because she, yeah, it says she was on Love and Hip Hop Miami, and um, early in her career, she established herself as a songwriter, writing for Jordan Sparks, Rihanna, Missy, Pussycat Dolls, and Diddy, and she won a Grammy um, in 2019 for songwriting on hers self-titled album. Uh, so yeah, I don't think she was on Bad Girls Club, just uh, Duke. Got my facts all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got your back though. <laughs> I, I appreciate you for knowing. <laughs> but no, I, I did. I was wrong. <laughs> I watched the season that Jonica was on, so I definitely, as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, look at her having a real acting role. <laughs> And that's one of the great things about this show is that it incorporates so much of like social media stars from early social media to now, reality stars from, you know, early in the day when that was popping to now. They really are of the times and have included a lot of cultural references that are, you know, specific to Miami, Haitian culture, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, female rap culture so it's a it's a well-researched show for sure they i miss a lot of them because i I be feeling old like i miss a lot of these waves (laughs) but everybody's saying that (laughs) they are of the times i catch like every third or fourth one okay um I would also like to note that Chameleon song Fine Ass was used for mm-hmm. season two of uh, a Black Lady sketch show for the opening theme song. And that's how I started listening to her because I yeah. love that song. Yeah. yeah so I, that's I'm, cool. Yes. I wonder if like that song being used is how she, you know, met Issa and maybe this came about. You know, HBO love to keep it all in the family. So. I sure do. So the show centers around these two ladies who come together when Mia is kind of in a bind. She needs somebody to watch her daughter because her baby daddy Lamont (laughs) was in the studio and could not leave to attend to his daughter. Now, we think that Lamont is going to be kind of a deadbeat, but he's actually a pretty damn good dad, um, as we find out, I think, or... He's better father than you would have originally thought by He's, episode three. Yeah, he tr- he tries a lot more than I was expecting. Yes. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yes. So she has to do makeup at the hotel that Shauna happens to work at. And she watches her daughter. That's how they reconnect. They decide to go out together. And they end up recording this impromptu song while they're in the car together. And it apparently blows up. It goes viral. 
Shauna is super excited because she has been struggling to up her, uh, I guess, social media presence. And Mia has a very loyal and large following. She gives out, um, you know, baby mama advice, I think. (laughs) Hot hot girl summer advice. Um, Makeup tutorials. She's kind of a, a... a jack of all trades. She also has uh, happens to have an OnlyFans page where she, you know, does that work to support her, her and her child. Uh, she apparently also has a full time job that we don't know what it is just yet, but it looks like an office or you know government job kind of deal. <laughs> Nondescript. <laughs> I, can, I was thinking like a call center, maybe. Yeah, some admin, you know. Yeah. Because that woman came in checking her on her breaks. That 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 reminded me of my days in the call center. <laughs> you mean prison? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So the ladies link up and Shauna decides that maybe she should join a rap duo with her so that, you know, she can piggyback off of her success. So in the first two episodes, we see them coming together and kind of working out the kinks of what it's like to join two very different perspectives. Um, as I said, Shauna was all about her her talent shining brighter than her looks. And Mia is like a use what you got to get what you want type bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they really aren't on the same page. And we really see that in the first time they try to record a song together. <laughs> where <laughs> where Shauna <laughs> she said uh, me and my friends on the bins because of socialism <laughs> yeah <laughs> these are hot bars uh, right and she, she was like I'm rapping from the perspective of a student loan <laughs> Mia was like baby girl try again <laughs> yeah so Mia is basically trying to get her to loosen up and they have this debate between each other about kind of the current state of the industry. Do you do you give in and sexualize yourself and commodify yourself in order to become popular? Or do you stick to your guns and your integrity, your artistic integrity, and wear a mask to mask your beauty? <laughs> <laughs> um and as mia points out that either way you're being controlled that Mm -hmm. these niggas got you in a hoodie in a mask in miami (laughs) right 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 way too hot for all that so i think that starts to loosen shauna up to opening up to expanding her her artistic integrity opening that up a little bit and embracing Mm -hmm. the femininity she mentioned like you see these women as sexual objects and kind of products of the industry i see them as bad bitches like super you know female empowerment so it was interesting to see that coming to a head between the two ladies Mm -hmm. what do you think about it um yeah sometimes like I don't know, Shauna is just I'm like, girl, like, loosen up. Like, <laughs> have some fun. Like, I think I definitely, like, so far like Mia's character more. Mm. Um, But I think they're a good balance for each other because I think Shauna needs to loosen up, but Mia probably needs someone who's, like, a little more 
organized and like <laughs> you know like shauna set up like the studio like she made a studio in her bedroom closet you know like she's like writing lyrics like i feel like she can i feel like th- they will balance each other out well yeah mia has mentioned a lot and you see it juxtaposed with um like her daughter mm-hmm. uh mia has mentioned that you know if i had support if i had encouragement if i had people that believed in me who could i have been And I feel like Shauna represents that. Like she's very encouraging to, you know, try, try to rap, try to try this, try that. You Mm -hmm. know, you're good at this. Like she's really been hyping her up yeah, uh, in that way, which I think is, is good for her because she clearly is, is yearning for that. Mm, That's a great point. One of my favorite parts of this show is all the like random cameos. Um, Yeah. Guap Dad, Pretty V, uh, Kid Fury. Oh, I hope he's doing okay. Shout out to him. Yeah, I I did see him on the red carpet for the premiere, so I was like, okay, hopefully he's yeah, hopefully he's doing better. He's a stat. He's on the writing team as well, staff writer. I saw. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It was kind of funny seeing him play straight. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh acting <laughs> <laughs> he did a good job though he did he did <laughs> but in that scene we see that Issa's long distance boyfriend his friends discover their kind of viral video and one of the dudes recognizes Mia from her OnlyFans page and so now her boyfriend that thinks she's like a conscious rapper is like <laughs> why are you aligning yourself with essentially he called her like a hoe like a, a porn star a porn star yep um and you know she was very quick to like defend her like what are you talking about no so what kind of deal yeah it was very like okay and which i really loved yeah he's he's clearly trying to like stigmatize this woman without mm-hmm. you know knowing why she has to do this and this right we see that in the audience and he he doesn't which is unfortunate because people get judged for for sex work all the time. Raina, Raina Rain, the artist that Francois Boom is working with. Oh, Iggy Azalea. Uh, the black fishing. Um, <laughs> I think she would call herself light skinned in one of her songs. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> oh, I did not catch that. Wow. Um, she was working with Shauna's old producer that she fell off with, and he's apparently blowing up and you know putting the girls on and doing hot beats for all the likes of Rain or Rain. So she's kind of in the backdrop of like really fueling why Shauna's like, I don't want to give in to this industry stuff. Yeah, that could have been me, but I don't want to be this silly bitch. <laughs> I don't know if that was a jab at you, remember Carmen? Because she said she used to be doing, she, uh, that Raina used to do acoustic rap. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen, who has now changed her name, right? She's now Queen Herbie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. You be knowing. You be on the the beef. So it's kind of like, is that a jack? I mean, granted, Queen Herbie is not, uh, from what I've seen, is not twerking and doing all of that, but the look is, definitely very different and uh 
And she was definitely doing acoustic um, hip hop songs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, and Ashana said that, oh my God, she was like white, like Kirsten Dutt's white. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's pretty white. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if that's a little, little jab at Carmen slash Queen Herbie, but that's the only person I could think of who was doing. I know there's others, but I feel like she was definitely the biggest one. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I that's a good tie-in um and the shoe fits so (laughs) (laughs) do you think uh women can be taken seriously for their lyricism by showing ass and titties i mean i think the girls have proven it at this point yeah i mean i don't think anybody's arguing you know nikki's a beast megan's a beast like Mm-hmm. you know i don't think i i feel like especially like nikki's versal monster like i mean i feel like i feel like it's harder for women rappers to get recognition from men because mm-hmm. i don't know when this happened um because i feel like back in the day men would listen to female artists or women artists but uh now it's like they they see they feel like they can't they feel like they can only listen to male artists. But like back in the seventies, I feel like men were like, "Oh yeah, like that new Shaka Khan." That like I feel like they were listening. Yeah. But like now, it's like, and I even see, I see like um you know like Instagram comedians and shit be like uh when you secretly like fuck with female rap and then it's like a dude like secretly like rapping like sweetie or like cash doll or whoever and then like their homeboy like catches them and it's like you can you can just listen to it like you like you don't have to be ashamed you don't have to do it in private like it's music anybody can literally for anybody who wants to hear it um right like we bop to y'all like fuck bitches shit you can rock the fuck right right i'm like so why is it okay for me to listen to like male rap artists but you can't listen to women um but anyways, all that to say, I feel like <laughs> toxic masculinity. Exactly. Uh, but I feel like across the board, most people feel like Nikki's verse on Monster was like the best mm-hmm. verse on the song. So um, yeah, I feel like it's possible. Um, and I kind of feel like there's certain men who are like, oh, like, you know, you just there's nothing to offer, you just out here shake your ass or whatever. But then, you know, you have the artists like Tierra Whack and Chica and you know all these people and it's like well you but you're not listening to them so that's what I, that's what I was just about to say like yeah with the exception of like Missy Elliott when has a yeah. non-sexual girl like risen to the top in the last 20 years shit ah <sighs> Y'all ain't listening. Y'all ain't <laughs> buying tickets. Y'all ain't going to those concerts. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm really trying to think. I mean, I've, I. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Eve. She was but still. She, she was. She was still sexual. She was sexual. Not as as much yeah. as the ladies are these days, but or I mean, even her counterpart, like not as sexual as like you know, Lil Kim, Foxy, Foxy Brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't really. I can't yeah i can't really think of a ton of because there haven't been yeah. <laughs> there haven't yeah. been yeah so i mean i that's why i agree with mia like you know you use what you got to get what you want like yeah 
and also like i feel like you shouldn't i think that's something that frustrates me about shauna because she gets so wrapped up and like oh i gotta wear a mask be taken seriously by these men or taken seriously in general and it's kind of what mia was saying like well you're still being controlled and it's like you're getting so in your head about being taken seriously or people objectifying you and you're like stifling yourself so you know i think it's great that you know if you feel you know if you feel like this is the best way to express yourself like if you want to get on stage and twerk and whatever then you should you should do that yeah as long as it's authentic you know yeah like pretending to be something that you're not Right. Do it because you actually enjoy it. Don't do it for the male gaze. Right. Right. Gaze. G A Z. Gaze got to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those are the first two episodes. They were titled Something for the City, Something for the Girls, and the third episode, Something for the Hood. Oh, I love. Oh, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. I want to mention, and I did not realize it was entitled something for the girls, but when they're uh, rapping in Shauna's bedroom and mm-hmm. Mia, and she's trying to do her, you know, socialism student loan rap, <laughs> and Mia's like, we need something for the summertime, something for the girls to get ready and party to. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sweetie, because mm-hmm. that's that's her line, and that is like, one of the most fantastic lines ever because that's what we want like we want something fun we want to party we want to have a good time it's summer like don't take yourself so seriously all right i'm gonna shake my ass right yeah <laughs> right and the thong on a yacht in dubai <laughs> and i love because it's very much isa because she used to do this with insecure how she would have kind of a theme um, mm. for the titles of her episodes every season mm-hmm. um, so it's cute that little tie back and have you noticed all like the insecure cameos with uh amal her brother mm-hmm. who is uh the hobo haitian sexual <laughs> hobo sexual haitian uh co-worker of shauna's maurice his brother and uh, uh oh she's I guess- his brother or, I mean, I guess he did call him bro and they were at the house with their parents. I don't know. Maybe not. No. Maybe I read too much into... No, I might I might, I might have missed that part. But yes. Um, so Amal made a cameo. Uh, the chick from season one from uh, the bank that Lawrence ended up hooking up with. Oh, Tasha. You know I was Tasha. Tasha. Yes, yeah. you were. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say it like that. <laughs> For some reason. Tasha ain't deserve what she got. Um, wait, who was Tasha? Uh, her, uh, Mia's friend, when they were um, on the bed doing her makeup. and. I was... <laughs> yes, I was like... I, I was watching it with my boyfriend. I was like... We were both like, they look so familiar. That's, okay, yes. <laughs> I didn't know who the second one was, but I recognized her for sure. Yes, that's right. And I definitely then, saw Dro. Yeah, I was about to say Lurch. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Dro made a cameo as well. Who you know has a baby with Tasha in real life. Yeah. Well, probably like yeah. a six year old or something, but yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy ties. <laughs> Uh, so this third episode, we get to dive a little deeper into some of the secondary 
characters that we had been introduced to, one being Lamont, uh, Mia's baby daddy. We see him struggle in this episode to make ends meet. We see him kind of come up in the industry. He's a sound engineer, producer, and he's been working with all these artists who are starting to pop. And we see that he's not getting compensated for his work. And he's almost begging for his money (laughs) to these people. Um, And unfortunately, we see him getting, you know, kind of rejected saying, you know, it's going to be a while. Sometimes people don't get paid for years, which I'm like, what? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't slavery. This ain't slavery now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I was like, man, and apparently that's like the industry, which is wild. You know, I think what this show does a really good job is showing how expletive or exploitive the industry is exploitive exploitative exploitative it's it's, it's either exploitive or exploitative i can't remember one of those one of those people (laughs) forgive us um but you see how it is that way for both men and women Mm -hmm. um so lamont is he essentially given mia money in the previous episode after he got an advance from one of his records and we find out that that was like all of his money or at least a large portion of it and he pridefully and honorably doesn't want to ask mia for that money back um he's really not forthcoming with her about his situation his car gets uh towed in the beginning of the episode he has to uber um around we also see that he has to pawn some of his jewelry once he finds out you know money's not coming in from these artists that he's been working with and i think we get to see kind of the really the friendship dynamic and really like great co-parenting dynamic between mia and lamont because she's like you know what's really going on with you like if you need help i can give you some money back like it's not that that big of a deal and he's like eh, i don't want to take your money i don't want to be prideful <laughs> you know his mom tries to offer him help he's not really open and receptive to that and mia's like this ain't charity uh i need you to produce my record <laughs> <laughs> right this is a trade-off <laughs> so i loved i loved that dynamic in their their relationship i wonder it had me wondering even up till now it's like are they together or are they not together it's hard to tell well i was confused because didn't she say in maybe episode two like you owe rent mm-hmm. so it seems like they live together You're half of the rent right yeah it's like, huh? maybe yeah. so it's like i don't know i kind of like want them to get back together they <laughs> or, seem... or maybe they are to get i don't know but i think i it Again, this is the City Girls story. And right. they actually have a song called Rap Shit that, you know, the full title of the show. Um oh, right. I think that's the dynamic Young Miami and her baby daddy, who unfortunately uh, was killed and passed away, uh, I believe, last mm-hmm. year. Um, that seemed to be very much their dynamic. Like, they were mm-hmm. friends. They were supportive of one another. He bought into her dreams. She bought into his. Right. So... You know, maybe as much as we might want that to turn romantic, maybe it doesn't need to be that. We just need to see like good co-parenting and like people riding for each other in a really yeah. healthy, positive way. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, guess. 
I see you hate romance, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, that's so typical. What we don't see is like two people that made a baby, like still yeah. being friends, you know? No, you're right. Like, it would be cool too to see, like, it doesn't have to be like, well, fuck him. Like, he ain't pay his child right. support, blah, blah. Like, you know, we could be friends. We could be both be good parents. That would be good to see. Right. If you win, we all win. The yeah. whole, you know, unit wins. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. I support you? Um, which is a really nice thing. Um yeah. and that is kind of backdropped by this character who's been kind of in the background that is connected to both Shauna and Mia. Um <laughs> Chastity or the Duke of Miami. <laughs> when did you hear Chastity? I never kind of real name. <laughs> so it's on it's on I think they said it in the beginning, and it's on her like in the first episode where they show like her social media profile, it's on oh, there. Oh, okay. And her screen name is like Chas Titty Boy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so is this um, you know, butch queen who uh <laughs> fashions herself uh all around hustler. She is a party promoter a a pimp um yeah but (laughs) what's happening there (laughs) right like (laughs) whoa (laughs) right right. this is what we're normalizing (laughs) kind of casually throwing that in there like well why she spend so much time at the hotel if you got you know ladies on the stroll seems like you should be a little more preoccupied (laughs) yeah you gotta you gotta tend to these businesses you got (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um but (laughs) uh chastity is someone who if you're coming into town and you're looking for a good time she can provide that experience for you she got the hose the party she's got access to all the the finer things to curate your ideal Miami experience, mm-hmm. and we see that she ain't getting paid <laughs> for this work. People are constantly skipping out on her. The uh, event managers aren't giving her a cut of the full, I guess, take home that they are breaking in from these individuals. Uh, we see that Guapdab 5000, who is an artist that I love, I was put on by my fiance, shout out boo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he put me on the Guapdab, who I love. And I love <laughs> that he made a cameo in both of the first two episodes um, and the third episode, I guess. Yeah. But we see that Duke puts on a good show for him, like shows him a good time. And we see his manager like counting all this money and doesn't Mm -hmm. break her off with any of it (laughs) unfortunately and we see her like struggle to ask for money from these men which is so interesting and in contrast to her persona um Mm -hmm. with her her hoes uh, (laughs) and and other women like she's very much like kind of has like boss bitch vibes so it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see her kind of play small to these men who you know the power dynamic is off in that like she wants and needs something from them and has to play it a certain way so i'm hoping along the way she like finds her voice and like treats these niggas the way they treat her and the way she treats uh 
uh, the women in her life. Yeah, it's like you feel okay, you know, speaking crazy to women and doing all this. Like you need to do the same to men. Exactly. Um. So Duke is down real bad as well. Um, <laughs> Wait, her... <laughs> he down real bad. <laughs> really. Yeah. Really. Her. Her her um hoes lose their money they get robbed <laughs> somebody apparently who i guess is familiar with them and their operation mm-hmm. uh you know solicits from one of the ladies and ends up robbing them so she she needs her money and in the background we see that uh or we find out that mia used to work at one of the strip clubs that duke i guess promotes for and uh has has ladies that she recruits <laughs> from out of there um so she's seeing that the ladies are starting to blow up so she's like she kind of pitches to her like let me let me manage you guys let me you know do some things make some moves for you and i don't know about you but i don't trust her i don't i don't no. something about it just don't feel mm-hmm. it, i don't feel like who trusts a pimp you know i don't i don't know i don't know no, her being like, you know, let me let me help you out. Let me manage you. It's a whole setup. Don't do it. It's right. a whole setup. Not to mention, like, you can't even get your own money. Like, how you gonna get me paid? Right. <laughs> right. How you gonna get me right. paid? Right. The only people you get boss up on is women. So that's only be 50% of the time. <laughs> Barely that, right. <laughs> <laughs> Barely that. And at the same time, we see that Shauna is also out here scamming folks. Uh, mm-hmm. She's running a credit card scheme with her coworker Maurice and his, I don't know, cousin, brother, connect, <laughs> plug, whatever. Friend, yeah. Um, Shauna will send him credit card information from hotel guests that are, you know, Karens, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, she finds them really. Which and I feel reasonable. I'm not, I'm not going to condone committing crimes, but I get why people might do it to those I mean, types of individuals. Again, play stupid games with stupid practice. <laughs> like, if you want to have an attitude and yell at somebody and, you know, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, as someone who has gotten something stolen from them, it never feels good. So I don't want to wish that on anybody. No, I mean, <laughs> look, you, I, I told you my shit got hacked or whatever when I went to California a couple months ago and I had like, 65 like instacart charges oh no i did not know this no and i i just because i I went checking my account every day i was literally on the plane to come back to dc and i happened to like look at my account and uh i had like a low balance warning and i was like i didn't spend that much money out here (laughs) and then i looked at the charges and like i've never used instacart Wow. And it was like a bunch of Instacart charges at Costco. So I mean, look, like I, I'm not condoning it of good people because I shouldn't <laughs> have been hacked. But if you want to come in the hotel, you know, act a fool and act the ass, then eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... for legal purposes, I'm not saying I would do it. I'd be too scared to do it, but. <laughs> I understand why somebody might do it. Like, you gonna try to ruin my day? Let me ruin yours. 
I mean, the way that they handled that that scheme at the register, like distracting the the woman, I was like, oh, that's smooth. They they they're not new to this. They're true to this. So that really, and I wonder if they were buying stuff to return it to get cash. So no, because you also see them in a, a later scene. They're like packing up the goods and like shipping them somewhere or mm. like taking them somewhere. I think they. I mean, there's different ways you can make money if you're not worried about how much you paid for them you can sell yeah. them for less and just, that's true you're making pure profit or maybe they're sending them to like haiti and they could upsell them for more than you know what that's they cost true. at the store because people don't have access to stuff there i mean there's a bunch of different ways you could you could make money that's true because at first i was thinking maybe it was like uh the show good girls did you watch that show Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, they would go buy a bunch of stuff at, like, a Walmart-type store and then return it for cash. Um, But, yeah, okay, maybe maybe they were doing something different. But also, like, so she was taking pictures of the credit cards. So then how did they have a credit card to use? I'm sure they were probably, like, maybe reporting them lost or stolen or, like, to get a duplicate and then sending the, like, duplicate card to this address so that they could mm. uh, you know start using it i've, I've heard of these scams I've maybe heard of i feel like credit card companies are very strict about that because i've tried to have some stuff like where i didn't want to change my address so it's still set up to like my mom's address and i'm like well can you just send it to my apartment and they're like no <laughs> like we have to send it to like the address on fi- file but I guess, yeah, I guess maybe there are some companies who are like, yeah, we'll send it wherever. Yeah. And and you know, JT, this is what she went to jail for. Yeah. Scamming credit cards. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous for Shauna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she need to go ahead and wrap this up. Oh. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I was what was the name of the first episode? something for something for the city okay maybe that's because of city girls but then i was like okay something for the girls then that was that sweetie quote and then something for the hood did you know hear the girl at the beginning she said you in the hood now baby mm-hmm. you know that's like a little kim quote from i think like a pepsi commercial <laughs> <laughs> no so, so it's become like a very popular like reaction like meme or whatever <laughs> so it was like when um i don't know like so like when like tristan thompson was like having a kid on chloe while they were supposedly in a relationship and so somebody would like retweet a news story about that and post like you in the hood now baby like Lil kim saying that mm-hmm. so i think that's where like um they got that quote and the title from that clip. Oh, yeah. look at that. I told you they be knowing. They be mm-hmm. knowing. They got their finger on the pulse. <laughs> and apparently you do too. <laughs> yeah, I, I be trying. <laughs> do you think Shauna and Cliff's love story is going to end with somebody cheating on somebody? Whether it's Shauna with Maurice or Cliff with uh, that Fatima girl. His, uh mm lost in friend so i will say when we saw uh fatima's instagram mm-hmm. i was just like oh god 
I feel like I like know this girl. Oh, like <laughs> in a bad way? Not uh, kind of. I mean, Ooh. well, not really a bad way, but like I just feel like I have acquaintances who have this like very curated like. I don't know, kind of like mm-hmm. social media presence. Yeah. Like her Instagram name was Miss Fatima to you. Like it's very <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's like my jealousy speaking. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> not that like together, but like I feel you. I feel you. I it, get it. It get felt it. very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um and also yeah. Jill, who works at Spotify, felt familiar too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I know some people who have, um, you know, done some stuff in like the entertainment industry, and I've thought about reaching out to them or have friends who are like, "Oh, you should talk to so and so because they work at Bravo yeah. or they do whatever." And I'm just like, oh, "Like, I don't want to." Like, I don't know. I have a weird thing about like bothering people, <laughs> but then there's also the thing of like closed mouths don't get fed. So then yeah, I'm you gotta put over, yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. Someone's over here like quietly suffering. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Jill and Fatima, like they, I, they feel very familiar, and I feel like they're probably very familiar for a lot of people. Oh yeah, it's they're definitely playing up some of the tropes Oof. of social media. Um, yeah, you know the even the first scene of the first episode where it's like you see everyone having like these quintessential experiences while on vacation in Miami. Um, yeah. The bachelorette, the dude pulling a chick's bikini, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, trying to see some titties, you know, kind of this <laughs> this whole thing of like curated experiences and memories and moments, and then right. you you see Shauna like living her life and working in the background, and then somebody recognizes her from social media. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's definitely like showing that dichotomy of how even though social media is our reality it's not reality you know mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a whole other world that's happening yeah in the background of that yeah i'll also say i really enjoyed i think it was episode one where um shauna is watching mia's like instagram story and mia says something like um you know like i don't I can't remember how she put it, but basically, you know, like some women are like, oh, I don't have female friends because like you can't trust them or it's always mm-hmm. drama. And me, it was like, no, like, absolutely not. Like, basically, like, if you have if you feel like you can't be friends with women, then that says more about you, yeah. which I've always felt like I'm like, if you have drama, like if you feel like that, if you have so much drama with women, I feel like that's something about you because it's not like all women are just filled with drama like you probably have these same issues with male friends too so um i love that she said that and i think that was also kind of um i think that might have been what made shauna like send her that message Mm. about like want to get drinks yeah i think so yeah i don't know i was triggered by her like her advice you know that like basic bitch like this is what i'm going through but i'm gonna talk about it like subtweet it <laughs> and you know talk shit about the nigga i'm currently pissed off at <laughs> i'm just like oh th- those type of people on social media drive me up the wall like uh, yeah i have I a agree. therapist i don't need you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do agree with that what about you do you have some other thoughts 
Um, like I said, the show has really grown on me. I, mm. I was not about it the first, <laughs> first episode. I really, yeah. I really hated the format, but I'm glad that they are moving away from that. You saw much less of it in episode three, so I'm looking forward to that. I think also, like I said, now that I know the reason behind it, I, I think I can get behind it a little bit. But I think for me, it's just... I am more of a voyeur when it comes to social media, even though, you know, we're here creating content. <laughs> <laughs> right. So nothing to knock the content creators, but I just, I miss the days when the internet was more organic and less curated, you know, like mm. it was just more authentic and real. Now it's yeah. just, it's, it's so fake and I'm so sick of tutorials and advice. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it's like content for content's sake versus like putting out good quality content. Like yeah. we've just gotten to this point where like visibility is really what matters. So I'm gonna just always going to be posting something versus really taking the time to post quality stuff, which is why we followed you in the first place, you know? Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that that's really just my like cultural beef and bias that I brought <laughs> to this show. <laughs> right, you bringing all your baggage into the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> once I stopped being, you know, negative Nancy and I opened my mind a little bit, it's I'm I'm looking forward to how it's going to develop. I'm nervous for my girl Shauna. I just um, yeah. Scamming ain't easy. So, it feels easy now, but But um, the show is fun. <laughs> so we shall see we shall see yeah, but i mean i feel like they can't put her in jail for too long because then that would fuck up the show <laughs> she's just like well if it's like the city girl story i mean you know mia's gonna have to carry the torch and hold her bitch down while she's you know yeah up. but we're we gonna have a whole season with only mia it might be like a, a <laughs> mix of like her jail and then you know yeah you know, I don't know. I don't know. We <laughs> shall see. Maybe. I did want to note in episode one, I think uh, after they did their IG live, mm -hmm. they played the song Get Fucked Up, mm -hmm. which I, I don't know why I ever stopped listening to that song because since watching that episode, I've listened to it almost every day. Like, I can't stop <laughs> listening to it. Get fucked up. Get fucked up. Get fucked up. It's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> the music is great on this show. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, all of it's fantastic, but like, Get Fucked Up brought me a special sense of joy. And like, I was out of town with like some friends this weekend, and like, I just kept playing that song, and everybody was like, oh, about this i was like i know you did and you're welcome <laughs> because we should have never stopped listening to this song <laughs> speaking of yeah podcast family go ahead and wish mal a happy birthday a belated birthday oh yeah thanks cam <laughs> a whole 22 yeah to see you grow up i know i can't Wow, it's so weird just being uh being twenty two. Wow, <laughs> I, I still feel like I'm sixteen. So yeah, 
<laughs> you don't look a day over 12, so. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does that wrap up our discussion of rap sheet? Shite? Rap sheet. <laughs> um, which side note? I'm so sorry. But the way you said sheet, did you ever listen to Wyclef's album, The Carnival? No. <laughs> so there, there's this like interlude or skit or whatever. And you know, because Wyclef is Haitian. And there's this part where it's like supposed to be like a court case. Mm-hmm. And this guy who's supposed to be on the stand, he's like, it's bullshit, bullshit. And the lawyer is like, what? And he's like, it's bullshit. And then the lawyer goes, oh, bullshit. And the way you said rap sheet just reminded me of that. So that's all. <laughs> I'm glad I could spark that core memory for you. Oh, that's a, it's a fantastic <laughs> album. If you haven't listened to it, you should revisit it. It's a very good album. <laughs> when you roll into the carnival, anything could happen. <laughs> all right. I mean, what, 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 like, was there a radio hit that was on Carnival? Yeah. Uh, Staying Alive with Praz and, um, oh my God, what's my, John Forte? It's It sampled the BG Staying Alive. Um, I said hit. Th- that was a hit. There's a <laughs> never video. Heard this song. Yes, you have. Um, no, I haven't. Have y'all. Have y'all. Hold on. It's a video of the Wolf Pack. It was uh, Dirty Cash talking. We don't know it. We don't know it. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess the chorus was just kind of the BG stayed alive. But that was a hit. And then, you know, Gone to November. Okay, yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. love that one. That was the, yeah, that was that album. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the carnival. <laughs> oh, what do you have your eyes on? Tell the people. Okay. So I I had not been to a movie since uh like February twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But um I went to see Nope on Monday. Oh. Yeah. Good. I enjoyed it. I feel like it's getting mixed reviews. Oh. And I feel like there is there's definitely some unanswered questions that I have about it. Hmm. Um but I feel like it was very entertaining and yeah, I mean I I definitely I I felt like I was having a good time the whole time. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm hoping I have, unfortunately, excuse me, been getting over a bout of COVID, so I've been sequestered to my home <laughs> the last two weeks. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell your business, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll tell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has prevented me from seeing Nope, so I'm looking forward to seeing that soon. Yeah. I love Jared Peele, so. Yeah. Or I love his movies that he's done. Yeah, um, I I think you'll hopefully you'll be entertained, and you know I was very nervous about going to the theater, but it was like uh, Monday at like four o'clock, so um, there were me. I went with my cousin, and there were probably like five other people in the theater. So, okay. yeah, 
I am watching, uh, I'm a little late to the game, but I finally started season four of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, I, I watched Have you finished it? Too. I did, I did. Okay, I have not I'm finished. so sick of that goddamn song. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I've like... It's all over social media. They played it like every goddamn episode. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I think it, it makes me feel better because I knew it, it had been used in Stranger Things and that's why people kept using it on social media. It mm. was driving me crazy. Like people kept using it for like the most mundane things. It's like, I don't know, your dog, like, <laughs> running in a circle at the park. It's like, you don't need to put this song to that. Right. But I think watching, the like, in the show, it doesn't bother me. So I feel like it makes more sense in the show. But, yeah, that it's, it's, it's definitely been driving me crazy to hear it, like, every day, every, like, five minutes on some, like, Instagram video. But... I was very annoyed by the skating rink incident. So heads up, if you have not watched Stranger Things season four, then fast forward because I'm about to. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter for the plot, but if you don't want any kind of spoilers, then fast forward. But so the character, I can't remember her name, Angela, I think, who had been uh, bullying Eleven. And so they do something very mean at the skating rink. They put her in a circle and they throw like a milkshake on her and make her fall on the ground. And so Eleven's fed up and she takes a roller skate and puts it right in Angela's face. (laughs) And I was just, when I was watching, I was like, yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I mean, again, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, you like you thought you were just gonna keep bullying somebody and like there wasn't gonna be any kind of retaliation like how are you shocked <laughs> like it'd be one thing if you had done nothing to her but like you embarrassed her in front of an entire skating rink you've been bullying her at school you destroyed her project about her dad who's like now missing yeah. um and who she thinks is dead i'm pretty sure so like yeah you deserve that roller skate to the face I just didn't like how your boy couldn't fight through the crowd of people to, like, come save his lady. I was like, that's whack. That's whack on you, Mike. I was like, why did you go to the DJ booth? You should have <laughs> skated out to get... Was it... what, and especially once you saw the DJ was like, oh, I'm not stopping the music. You should have gone out immediately to pull L out of the center of the skating rink. Yeah, and he was whack for that. I was also very pissed with him after she uh, hit the girl in the face with the skate, and he was just like, "Oh my god! Like, like what? What did you do? What did you do?" And I'm like, "She hit the bitch in the face who's been bullying her. Like, what? She did what she she did what needed to be done." Like, <laughs> I mean, I know we're like very desensitized to violence, but I mean that that's a pretty violent act to like beat somebody with a skate. She didn't and, and beat once her. You... She hit her one time with the skate. She didn't beat her with it. I'm just saying it. It, it is. It's an assault. <laughs> but you'll once you keep watching, you kind of understand like some of the why it's so significant and how it ties into Eleven's story a little bit. Yeah, you do. You do. But 
And I, I feel like I need to say I'm not a violent person because I feel like I'm an avid. I'm like, Will, Will Smith should have slapped him. Eleven should have hit her with the skate. Like, let me be clear. I, like, I, I've never been in a fight in my life. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, like oh, I've never been hit in my face. Like, I get, like, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. I'll tell you that. Like, like, let me, like, deep down, I'm a punk. But, <laughs> but I very much believe in self-defense. And so I'm just like, they kept fucking with her. So when she hit her in the skin, I was like, finally, like I've been, I've been been waiting for you to hit her in the face or do something. So yeah, like this is, it was time. I just, I I feel like her, uh, or I feel like Mike shouldn't have been so shocked by it. Like you saw what they just did to her. Why are you upset? (laughs) You should have, you should have been doing that shit. Yeah. And it's like you've literally seen her like murder people with like her mind. <laughs> this is shocking to you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like this girl like maybe has a broken nose. Maybe. <laughs> She'll survive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I am also watching uh Married to Medicine. <laughs> oh god. Are you caught up? <laughs> yes. Please tell me you saw the heavenly intervention. <sighs> That is one diabolical bitch. <laughs> Girl, when when they were showing the clips and the clips and she was sitting there laughing at it. <laughs> Wait, you sounded just like her. Do it again. <laughs> like it was eerie. That was scary. That was scary. I was like, what I, what is that? Is that like a, a psychopath oh, or sociopath or something? It it sounded like like a Disney villain. It was yeah. it was unsettling. <laughs> like I'm just like you have no remorse. None. Like she was just like that was, and she was even like that was good advice. And like <laughs> sound advice, <laughs> right? And everyone is sitting there like uncomfortable. She's talking about literally everybody in that room, and she's up there giggling. Like I've I've not liked heavily since like I started watching the show. Yeah, but this was like this was really bad, and I my heart broke for Contessa because I she was really fucking hurt over that. I mean, here's the thing: Heavenly has shown us who she is from day one. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this like, is true. I don't know why I was surprised. <laughs> um, I think Heavenly has very deep seated issues, which she has you know revealed on this show, and it's the fact that like. She couldn't even, if anyone says anything about her marriage, she goes off. Exactly. Like, you can dish it, but you definitely can't take it. Exactly. And it's like, I can't tell if this is for, you know, just like ratings and like to be on the show and like to stay relevant, or if this is like shit that you really do. Like, this is, this is bad. And it, Sometimes I'm just like, Dr. Damon, like, what is it really like to live in that household? Because <laughs> he seems like so like calm and like even kill. Like, I can't imagine like him enjoying like that kind of, I mean, maybe she didn't act like that at home. But it's like there there can't there's no way that it doesn't carry over into your home life. Like yeah. she does it way too much and it comes too naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's gotta I, oh. mm. 
Yeah, she's she's the worst. Even like some of the women who are like, oh, this is wrong. Like you can't you can't just like spring like an intervention on her. They they watched the clips and they were like, oh, I know she said that. And like, everybody kind of had a moment of like, oh, like I didn't, I didn't realize she was talking shit about me. And yeah, you know, quad. That's supposed to be your homegirl, and you talking shit about her and talking about she's sleeping with married men. I, that's why I feel like that it hit her the most because I feel like she was the main one who was like, well, I mean, her and Anila, but you know, she's closer to heavenly, and like to hear her talking that kind of shit about her, like. I would I would have been pissed. But it seems like she's still on Heavenly side. Right. Come Heavenly be does this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, she does it, but y'all gotta stop excusing it. Yeah. So I'm also watching Real Housewives of Dubai. <laughs> I've been watching that too. Yep. <laughs> and so did you see the episode where Caroline, I think Caroline Brooks is having dinner um, with uh, Sarah. Oh, about her sons. That was crazy, right? Because I'm like, because she asked Sarah, like, as a mom, can I ask your opinion? Or can I ask your thoughts? She and did. Then, she did ask for permission before she gave her opinion. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, Caroline asked for Sarah's thoughts and then that once thing. people said she, she didn't agree with then she flipped out and I'm like you brought this it's not like people just gave you advice unsolicited right. you asked for this her is, opinion this is true and um what's your girl the other Caroline Stanberry Stan, <laughs> yeah I think Stan Stansberry Stanberry uh, you know rich british woman she she was like <laughs> i am a cautionary tale to like sending your child to board yeah school. like do you want them to end up like cold emotionless and like hating you yeah and i think it's it's interesting because she also reveals caroline uh i don't, I don't know her brooks? brooks brooks yeah she reveals that she hasn't told her son that she's planning that was to crazy away yeah yeah <laughs> Like, it's one thing to have a parenting style, but you haven't told this child. Like, how do you think he's going to feel about this? Yeah. He has no other, like, in his child mind, he's not going to see it from your perspective. He's going to feel abandoned and, like, unwanted. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like uh, Carolyn Stanberry says, she said, this is new money. <laughs> you think you have mm-hmm. to do these things mm-hmm. to, like, give your child you know, a certain lifestyle and really all a kid needs is their parents. And like, yeah. Love. I was also glad she said that. Cause I mean, I do think that's the thing. Like, it's like you, you get money and you feel like, Oh, like, well, this is, this is what rich people do. You go to boarding right. school and you do go to an Ivy league. And it's like, Oh, that's not really what's important. And what's going to help to, I don't know, mold a kid into like a healthy, you know, adult right a non-asshole <laughs> yeah and there was something sarah said that i really liked because caroline brooks was talking about how her mom was very militant and very strict on her and sarah said um why don't you break that generational cycle you're bleeding on people who didn't cut you i was like shit i mean you know uh 
Sarah's an Instagram uh, therapist boy. She be she be dishing, dishing out the platitudes. <laughs> yeah, that was some acclaimed guru over there. <laughs> I'm not, I had to rewind that one. I was like, oh, that was a good one. It was. A, was a I, I'll one. give it to yeah. her. Yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, um, I, oh, I was gonna say I think like Brooks definitely like blew it out of proportion and oh my god, yeah. took much more offense to it. I mean, I'm not a parent. I, I can understand how sensitive that can be. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just, they're all just trying to do the best they can and yeah. hoping they're not effing up their kids. But she, she, she blew that out of proportion. Sure. 100%. I just, I don't know. I kind of find her a little bit exhausting. Oh, all these women are exhausting. What do you mean? <laughs> I do I just, love Chanel Ion. I mean, she's just so ridiculous. I think she's like <laughs> the epitome of what we loved about Housewives back in the day, like those over-the-top yeah. types. Yeah. Know. I think both of the Carolines I find kind of exhausting, but uh, I like Lisa. That's the jamaican with the three kids and the goat and the goat yes i do i like lisa but just miss goat <laughs> it, it kills me that um chanel brought that goat over and now she can't get rid of it oh, and the love kids her. love it right. <laughs> um but yeah i chanel says such off the wall shit like yeah she's very entertaining i i do enjoy her um I mean, this bitch dresses to the nines every place she goes yeah (laughs) she sure does she sets the dress code (laughs) (laughs) and sorry i have to jump back to married to medicine really quick because i just (laughs) want to note when uh episode before last anila's uh housekeeper nanny when she said she was leaving and like I was very taken aback by Anila and her husband's reaction. They were just like, "Well, what are we supposed to do? Like, no, you can't leave." <laughs> I'm like, "This woman is moving to go be with her children, with her family." Like, I'm not know. surprised. That's literally like well, wealthy white people. How I would expect them to respond as well. Exactly. <laughs> that that's def- that's what it was giving. It felt very. It reminded me of like the help or something like mm, yeah like no like you're supposed to raise my kids i'm like right. no, your own fucking kids right so i was i was a little shocked that she had that kind of reaction but um yeah, yeah. i think they they did explain it later on they were like you know your kids are like your most important like commodity precious you know thing so to yeah. like entrust someone with that and for them to like be in your life for so long it's hard to let that go so i cut him a little slack i mean it was definitely like a very selfish reaction yeah <laughs> especially in neela am i supposed to give up blogging yes yes girl <laughs> yes. Like, nobody's looking at your blog sis like, <laughs> thank you like you ain't doing important work out here <laughs> we'll we'll survive <laughs> we'll right. survive without your content without your unboxings <laughs> oh my god but I mean, I could understand like in private you being like, oh man, like she's, yeah. you know, I trusted her with my kids and this is going to be really hard to find somebody to replace her. But when somebody tells you something, 
I just feel like it's very important not to make them feel guilty. Like she's mm. moving to be with her family. Like she's right. not leaving you to go like nanny for another family in Atlanta. Right. So I just I don't I feel like it's very selfish to have that kind of reaction. Like you should be happy for her that she's gonna get to see her family every day. Yeah, I mean, it's very selfish. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And the last thing I have, so I cannot believe I forgot to mention this. So I talked about Girls 5 Eva last <laughs> last episode, which side note, my friend listened to it and she was like, oh, they sound like uh, together. Do you remember that MTV fake boy band? Together? O-Town? no that was a real boy band <laughs> that was that was the original making the band um no together it was a mtv like movie and then a song called uh i know my calculus it means you plus me equals, equals us. us yeah you remember it exactly so yeah. my friend was like girls five ever sounds like together and i was like oh my god yes it's like the grown-up version of together <laughs> like what they're doing now but anyways <laughs> in case anyone if that helps you have an idea of what the how zany it is but i forgot to mention the choreographer is james alsup who is oh! a Hill. yeah oh, and former beyonce choreographer as exactly. well exactly so yeah congratulations to james that's like that's huge that is doing big bangs yeah what do you have your eyes on cam um uh as i mentioned at the top of the show i've been watching a lot of top boy oh okay <laughs> this is i was hoping this one come back <laughs> it's supposed to be like the the british wire so, oh like very okay. much about like the drug culture but it's just so i can't take it seriously because they have these british accents and they're speaking so you know what the white man has taught us to be like proper english <laughs> so it's just i just <laughs> i find it comical sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um with their little their little british accents um but it is funny and interesting to like how the slang translates like in America we say uh say less. Mm -hmm. They say say nothing. They say no more. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just said say less. <laughs> but it's just it's it's just, you know, quirks like that. Mm -hmm. but, uh like they don't really say nigga. They say bruv. Oh, yeah, bruv, yeah um so that's been fun my uh cultural appropriation of <laughs> yeah we see <laughs> <laughs> so i've been watching a lot of that i have watched uh, a couple of different movies i saw the new thor love and thunder and oh Thor's. how was it i liked Ragnarok is still my favorite. I think okay. that's like the best one. But this one, it was okay. It was okay. I okay. enjoyed it, but Ragnarok was like funnier to me for sure. Mm, yeah. Um, but still quality movie. I highly suggest going to see it. How was Natalie Portman? Um, she was good. She was good. Uh <laughs> no spoilers, but like okay. she she becomes it's not really a spoiler. They kind of well, yeah, I think trailer. we 
she becomes Thor, right? Yeah. yeah. So she she like fights alongside with him and their love story, you know, kind of evolves. So oh, it's okay. It feels good. Yeah. As well. I also saw this movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. <gasps> yes, with Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Is Michelle it on TV? Um, I rented it on, oh, okay. you know, my fire stick or what have you. Okay. Um, one of the strangest movies I have seen in a while, it it reminds me a lot of, um, gosh, what was that movie with um, Lakeith Stanfield? Oh, sorry to bother you. Yes, I like, hated that movie. <laughs> you, this one—it's weird. It's very like in the vein of like weird kind of societal satire. It's kind of yeah. this, you know, really about a mother-daughter relationship. Um, it's 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 long and it's weird. I'll, I'll say that. Okay, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but it's intriguing if you're into like kind of weird stuff <laughs> and well, like a- mother-daughter relationships and like those dynamics yeah i i felt ve- i was very excited to watch everything with everything all at once everything um, everywhere all at once is it everything everywhere okay all uh something like that well i was very <laughs> excited to watch it but now you make me nervous because i that was like probably one of the movies I hated most <laughs> seeing in a theater. Uh, sorry to bother you. Because why? Okay, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. But at, like when people <clears throat> turn into horses at the end, I was just like, what? <laughs> and I feel like when like the movie ended, like everyone in my theater just kind of like quietly left. Like I think everyone was just kind of like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> It doesn't leave you feeling that uncomfortable and befuddled. Um, yeah, I was. I don't think anything could touch that. that. Was that was fucking wild? Like, but it's it's weird. A lot of very weird things happen in it that you're just like, what am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> but it has like a good like tie in and like message. So okay, it it you're not confused when you walk out. I'll say that you're not okay. Confused. They wrap it up in a nice little bow for you. Okay, yeah, I like that because there was no bow in Sorry to Bother <laughs> I also got into the new Disney show, Mrs. Marvel. So cute. Hmm. So cute. Um, I feel like I'm learning so much about Pakistani culture, which is, for me, one of the things I love about TV is, like, getting a glimpse into, like, other people's lives, experiences, and, you know, absorbing that. And this show does a really, like, great job of highlighting that and, you know, just kind of, I just love this this, this, uh, era that we are in where they are uplifting these, like, lesser-known superhero stories, Mm. comic genres. Mm It's just great. I, I, they're all they've all been great. All of the like Marvel shows on Disney Plus have not disappointed, in my opinion. Yeah. Have you seen Mrs. Marvel? I've not watched it yet, but I want to. You, I like it. Um, I've also watched this show that a friend put me on to called Run the World on Stars. It is eerily similar. <laughs> eerily similar to harlem on amazon we talked about it we talked about harlem 
No, but we talked about because I think I'd never seen Run the World. I said something about wanting to watch it, and I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it just now. Probably because I started watching Harlem. I forgot (laughs) that it was a different show. I know, and I loved Harlem, but Run the World, it is better. Like, the writing's better. The characters are much more likable than the Harlem girls. Even though the stories are, like, very, they're very similar. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, when you watch the first episode, you're like, how is this, how's no one sued each other? These are, like, <laughs> almost the same show. Wow. But I would highly, I highly recommend. It's, like, funny, and I think some of the, I like that some of the actresses are, like, lesser known. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a quality show. I, I I was surprised that I liked it more than Harlem. And I think Harlem was what Lena Waithe, I believe, was that her show? Maybe I don't not. Think, I don't think that's her show. Let me see. Yeah, this is Tracy Oliver. Who's Tracy Oliver? Did you watch um, was it, what was it called? Uh, The Adventures of Awkward Black Girl, like Issa Rae. Oh yeah, yeah. So remember her like antagonist? <gasps> Oh, Tracy the Oliver. chick that was in the sorority and like her manager work. Yes. And so, yeah, Tracy Oliver also wrote like Girls Trip and some other things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But maybe is is Run the, Run the World, right? Mm hmm. Is that? Because I do feel like something is being away. Is that? Maybe that one is. I don't know. Leah Davenport? Yeah. I guess, you know, we're just assuming Lena's out here doing what she's doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I guess I know Lena did do, I guess she's doing BET shows because she did 20s. (laughs) I I wouldn't say that, like, jokingly, but she had, like, 20s and Boomerang and stuff on BET, so. That's true. That's true. I thought she did have an Amazon show as well, but I'm blanking on what it is. I can't remember. So yeah, highly recommend that show. I think it's up in the air whether or not it's coming back for season two. But oh. season one was pretty good. Okay. Have to check it out. I've also, you know, I'm a drag race stan. <gasps> oh, don't oh my god. I haven't got to finish last night, so I don't know. I have I haven't either. Okay, I know cool. who won. Social media ruined it for me, but oh. I haven't seen it, but I've been watching Canada. Canada's Drag Race has premiered, oh. and I will say, Canada—they—they they don't hold a—they can't hold their own with America. I'm sorry, our drag is better. Our drag oh, is better. I love Priyanka. Priyanka is great, but the the level of drag or the level of delusion is very different in Canada than it is in the U.S. <laughs> like, I think, like they're not as funny. Mm. collectively like i i love priyanka i thought priyanka's funny jimbo the weirdest person i've ever met but hilarious yeah but like i wouldn't say they're known for like comedy queens like i feel like the u.s and the uk are mm. <clears throat> so it's just it's it's different the drag is different yeah but the, i've been watching this season um and then I've also gotten into this um, one kind of wilderness survival show called Alone. <laughs> Never expect you to go that direction. Okay. <laughs> it's so it's so wild. These people, like the whole challenge is like, I think it's 10 contestants. You're mm-hmm. kind of dropped off in the wild. 
and you're expected to just like survive until you're like the last person there. So these nope. people like will be out there for like months. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think you, you maybe are allowed to bring like one bag or box filled with like gear to like sustain you. But like these people are building shelters, they're building houses, they're <laughs> they're building boats, <laughs> they're, wow. fishing, they're hunting, like it is insane. And they're like by themselves and you don't know like how the other participants are doing. You're just like trying to outlast and be the last person i think you win like a million dollars or something crazy so you're not like in a little like uh colony with everybody else no you are alone you are by yourself like surviving and like only have yourself to rely on and so like let's say there's like eight people out there and like seven people they're like i've had enough i'm out Will they tell you, hey, you've won? Or do they just wait and see how long you can like? So I asked this question too. <laughs> I was like, that would be really cruel if they did yeah. that. Yeah. I think they inform you. Because this show okay. has been on for like seasons. I only got introduced to it through Netflix. And there's yeah. only like two seasons available on Netflix. But I'm like, this, this is wild. This is wild. that like people sign up for this and like they love it. <laughs> they and, like, love it. Also, what's the prize if you win? It's like a million dollars. Okay. Okay. I I guess. I guess. It seems like even more work than like Survivor though. Just that people can be out there for months. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like where I'm at now, I think the people have been out there for almost 60 days. So like two months. And it's like snow. They're in count bears. Like it's dangerous out there. Like they're in the wilderness for real. (laughs) But so I guess in my head I was envisioning them on like a deserted island for some reason. But it sounds like they're like just in the woods in like Minnesota or something. They're I think they're in Canada, like British okay. Columbia somewhere. Um, because it's like cold. There's snow. There's like a lake, and there's a bunch yeah. of bears. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you need. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's all the the randomness I've been watching. <laughs> you. Have some very random selections. I guess you had a lot of time while you've been quarantining because that's oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. yeah, I was all over the place trying to entertain myself. I, I see. Sick. I see. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Please uh follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at T E W W T V podcast. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, also on TikTok at that same thing, TWWTV podcast. And we are on Facebook and Instagram at Their Eyes Were Watching TV, all one word. Um, please uh, rate and review and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And you can also find us on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and I believe. Oh crap, what else are we on? Pandora, I think. Podbean. Um, Podbean, thank you. Yes. Um, so yes, and please again rate, review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify specifically. And uh, tell a friend, you know, invite yeah. somebody to listen. Yeah, put like put us in your Instagram stories, like send a mass text to everyone in your directory, <laughs> let them know they should listen, you know, nothing too crazy. <laughs> but yeah um do you have anything else before we sign off cam uh no big up to the youth them 
<laughs> Good God. <laughs> Ooh, I hope you're done with the show by the next time we record. Oh, no. There's like four Top Boys. I've only watched like one of them. There's like two spinoffs. I got to catch up on. Oh. I'm about to be watching it like proper life. You know, in it. <laughs> I'm about to be watching it like proper, proper life. Is that what you said? Proper. Oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, do you want to do you want to do a British sign off here? Uh, God save the queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Goodbye. Oh,